Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler Podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Holly. I'm your co-host, Melody. And I'm your co-host, Jennifer. Well, today we're celebrating two years of the Happy Homeschooler Podcast. But before we pour the champagne, how have y'all been since we last spoke? Well, it's been really great this having the summer start, and we have had some, like, not family reunions exactly, but we've gotten to see family members we haven't seen in a long while, and so all that was good, and then I took a little break to get sick, but I'm over that now. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know, your break might be better considered, like, go to the beach or something. (laughs) Oh, it's like, okay, we interrupt this summer for, you know, uh, be sick for a day, but everything is fine, back to Aside from my voice sounding weird, but um, it's like, oh, yeah, summer, get to see people and do things. That's the nice thing about summer. You, you have opportunities that you don't have other times of the year. So, Jennifer, what have you been doing? Well, we also took quite a break for illness over here. Oh, no yeah, since the last time we recorded, I, our house has been sick pretty much the whole time. But, you know, oh. I still have eight people living here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it always, you know, if one person gets sick, it goes through the house and no matter how hard we try. Um, but around that, <laughs> we're all doing okay now. And we've just, you know, really been enjoying our summertime outside as much as we can. And like Holly said, it, you know, as, as a homeschooling family, we, we always have this freedom to go play outside and enjoy, you know, the weather and things like that. But there's so many other people that we don't normally get to see or do things with that are free over the summertime. So that is fun to catch up with people you don't get to see all the time too. It's a real treat. How about you, Holly? Well, um, you know, not to be left out, we got on the COVID train (laughs) at the beginning. (laughs) Well, the last day of June, my son tested positive. Mm -hmm. And somebody asked me, um, well, what happened? I said, we were living La Vida Loca. We we were everywhere and doing (laughs) everything in June. (laughs) Yeah. and, um, And he was sick. And then just as he was getting over it. I got sick on July 4th and today my Mm -hmm. husband joined. So (laughs) that's why I sound a little um, different than usual. But I'm glad to say I'm feeling a lot better. Um, My oldest son likes to tease me. Um, He says that I use quackpot remedies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I was taking zinc and yeah, they worked. Um, Even my doctor, when I had a virtual visit, they were they were um, advising me, you know, take zinc and vitamin C uh-huh. and get plenty of D. And I was like, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I'm I'm amazed that I'm feeling this much better so fast. But Monday and Tuesday, I could not stay awake for the life yeah. of me. Yeah, that, that was the part else. of it is hard. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, I cannot keep my eyes open. <laughs> so yesterday when I stayed awake for the whole day, I felt really victorious. Woo-hoo. And also, <laughs> yeah. I did. I don't know if this is crazy or smart, but I'm glad I did it. When I felt like I was getting sick on Sunday night, I said to myself, well, I'm going to test myself in the morning. And if I'm positive, I'm going to prep a whole bunch of meals. And that's exactly what I did. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, it's been the best thing. I had a big bowl of soup in the fridge. I made the crock pot of steel cut oats. We had, uh, I made a casserole, and so, you know, it was just really nice. So I don't know if everybody can do that, but if you're starting to get sick, (laughs) you might want to make up some food real quick ahead of time. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just awed that we're making it to our second year of this podcast. And of course, uh, 
we couldn't have done it without all of y'all. But I think it would be really fun for our listeners to know why we got involved with the podcast. So, yeah. uh, Melody, why don't you tell us about why you wanted to get involved with the podcast? Oh, sure. Well, initially, uh, you invited me to. <laughs> one day, I was like, well, of course, I would be happy to talk about my favorite subject with one of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. So I was really happy Aww. to. Well, you know, it's it was such a nice opportunity to be able to give back to the homeschool community or Part of the thing was, okay, all of these years I've been homeschooling, I have learned a few things. And if I can tell somebody to say, like, hey, don't do that, been there, done that, that is not going to work. It's nice to be able <laughs> right? to like try this instead or just share the things that work or just to be able to reassure people that, yes, you're <coughs> homeschool all the way from preschool to high school and into college and your kids will still like you <laughs> because yeah. I had some people that were just thinking like, you know, nobody I was like, no, no, this is a family lifestyle, something we're doing all together. Yeah. And so I was happy to be able to share with people and hopefully help someone out along the way. And I love that I'm getting some feedback where some people have listened to, you know, different podcasts. I can't think of one right off the bat, but um, just something <laughs> or other that we said that really spoke to them or that helped them because that was a specific question that they had. And so I just love that podcasts are becoming more of a way of life. I listen to them myself on drives here and there. Yeah. And I've learned so much from people. It's just like these are real life people and they're talking about something because they love it, kind of like living books. Someone loved it enough to mm-hmm. write a book about it. And so these are people who have experience like real life day to day, day in and day out, and they know what they're talking about. So I like learning from those people and I was hoping that, you know, we would be able to in some way help the community and help people get started. And so then when of course all of COVID happened and so many people began to look at homeschooling, I was really glad that it's there as a resource for people to, yes. you know, we record once, but you can listen over and over again. And um, that's been really helpful for people, I think. I think so, too. So then I was really glad after, I guess, what time, at what point did we ask you to join us, Jennifer? I think we'd been going on for about a year when we realized, um, well, I had some things coming up in my life where I was not available. And we didn't want Holly to be all alone. So, <laughs> like, let's ask Jennifer. I think you were a guest one time. First. Yeah, y'all asked me to be a guest or to interview me, I guess, uh, on a couple of different episodes. Um, I think the I think the first one was about uh, homeschooling uh, with disabilities, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I came right. on and talked about my son uh, who's autistic and our experiences with that. And, you know, Holly asked me to come do that as a guest. And I was more than happy to do that because it's that top topics particularly um, special to me. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many people who are scared to homeschool kids with special needs. So I That's felt like true. I could offer something to the community and, you know, help people with that. Um, but I have to say, I have to admit that I, I knew, you know, I've known Holly for a long time. I knew about your podcast. I'd never once listened to it (laughs) because for me, I didn't feel, you know, I've been involved in homeschooling and, and actually helping people in other ways, you know, learn about homeschooling for so many years that I saw your podcast and the topics. I was like, yeah, I don't really need to know about that because, you know, I've, I've been living this life, you know, right. 
Yeah. So before you asked me to come on, I hadn't listened to any of the episodes, <laughs> but I was still more than happy to, you know, give whatever advice I could share. And then y'all asked if I would like to, I think, I think our, our chemistry between the, all of us went really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, y'all asked if I would come on and be the third co-host. And yeah. I was excited. I was excited at the opportunity because I had had the couple of times I came on, you know, as a guest, I had really enjoyed it. And I- I've always loved talking to Holly and I was happy to get Aww. to know Melody more. And I think uh, the three of us together, it's really compelling to me because we have so much joint experience, but we're not the same. We have different mm-hmm. personalities and different ways of homeschooling and uh, I really like the idea of being able to share what we know jointly. Oh, yeah. Well, and and it is fun. It's like kind of like a three ring circus sometimes with the three of us. We get a little crazy. <laughs> but I think you're right. You know, the um, experiences that we each bring from different, you know, viewpoints and different, yes. you know, we have different kids and we've used different mm-hmm. types of curriculum. I think it's made the podcast more well-rounded and given people more people that they can relate to. So I'm really yeah. glad you both said yes. <laughs> so Holly, how did you get involved in starting this podcast? Well, it's kind of a funny story. So um, Matt, the um, founder of Transcript Maker, had a podcast that was for the purposes of promoting Transcript Maker. And he had a company that ran it. And it was kind of really not as personable. And right. he decided that um, that wasn't working very well. And I've, I've worked for Transcript Maker for a long time. Some of our podcast listeners might not know that, um, but I handle their support requests and some other things. But anyway, he he said he was going to start a podcast and produce it himself. And I said, well, hey, you know, my, my daughter is really gifted in podcasting. She could probably be a great asset. And he was supposed to to record the episodes himself. Mm-hmm. And we have an annual meeting for Transcript Makers, so we kind of touch base on our goals. And I said, um, I don't know what's uh, what's going on. You know, maybe you're just really busy, but I noticed you haven't recorded an episode. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yeah, I am really busy. Do you, do you want to try that? And I'm <laughs> not the kind of person where I like to say, I like to try new things. And yes. uh, some of y'all don't know this about me, but I actually always wanted to work in media. When I was in high school, my goal was to become a journalist and to be on the network news. But then I I knew, yeah, yeah. And I'm, and I'm a writer. I I do write. I've been a writer for years. So um, I thought, wow, this is going to be great. I can get into media (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I can, um, I can help people. You know, when you, when you help people with homeschooling and you're helping one person at a time, it's kind of a time consuming process. It is. You know, but I was really excited for the opportunity to help homeschoolers in a really more efficient way because, you know, like you both said, we we record an episode and we did that amount of time, however long it took, but that episode can reach hundreds and hundreds of people for years and years. And I always feel like if I have gifts to share, that it's my obligation to share them. Like Melody said, you know, I didn't want people to go through hard times that I didn't, you know, so I, I was really excited to, uh, to try something new and to help others. Um, the first episode I did by myself after I recorded it, I said, 
to Nora, I hated that <laughs> because I was just by myself and I, I'm not really good at sitting in a room talking to no one, even though I, uh, I, I wouldn't picture, know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not my forte. I know some people who have podcasts and they're just on them by themselves and they're fantastic, but that's not my forte. So I, I said to Matt, you know, that didn't really work for me, but one of my very good friends, I think would be great. Can I bring her on? And he said, yeah, and that's how we got Melody. And mm-hmm. then uh, after you had joined us for those episodes where you were a guest, we had talked about how wonderful you were, Jennifer. We had talked about how wonderful Aww. you were. And um, Nora said, you know, I think we could really benefit from a third host. So we pitched that to Matt. And he was like, well, let me meet her. And then the rest mm-hmm. is history. Here you are. So <laughs> we're, we're the three musketeers, I guess. <laughs> So usually around this time, we take a break for a word from our sponsor. But today, to celebrate our second anniversary, we have a special guest, the founder of Transcript Maker and the producer of the Happy Homeschooler podcast, Matt Bass. Hey, Matt, how are you doing? Hey, I am doing great. How are you, Holly? I'm doing pretty well, all things considered. Um, This is so exciting to have you come on the podcast. Um, It is. Yeah, because I know know a bit more than the average bear, um, but I think our listeners are going to have a lot of fun getting to know you, and I think Melody and Jen are going to learn some stuff about you they didn't know. So, Matt, um, you know, I think our listeners are curious. Did you have experience with homeschooling? Oh, yes. My uh, brother and I, my younger brother, uh, we were both homeschooled all the way through. So uh, I'm a child of the 80s. Oh, wow. And my parents at the time, at the time, homeschooling was still pretty new. And the way mm-hmm. my mom tells it, it was time for me to go to school like I was old enough. And she just felt like, well, I can probably teach him kindergarten level stuff myself. Good for her. Yeah. And so, uh, so she did. And when she got started, she just continued because it seemed like a good idea at the time. And uh, and the rest is history, as they say. Uh, <laughs> my brother and I both graduated from high school, ended up going to college, getting four-year degrees in our respective fields. And uh, we plan, we both plan on homeschooling our kids as well. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, as parents of homeschoolers, we always wonder what they think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that you want to yes. homeschool is probably a good endorsement for how you felt about being homeschooled. How'd that lead to transcripts? Well, it it kind of led there through um, my career interests. So in in uh, high school, I got into computer programming. My dad was into computers, uh, although he was a tech writer, and he taught me a little bit about programming, and I, I really started to to get into it uh, when I was trying to figure out what to do for college. And I ended up apprenticing with a company called Role Model Software uh, in town here in Raleigh. And I really, really enjoyed it. I got to work with, you know, some some programmers who had been doing it for decades and, and really got to experience. Was what that it was while like. you were in high school? Yeah, that was like right after I graduated from high school. And I was I was trying to figure out what to, what I wanted to major in in college. And uh, programming seemed like an, a good option. But I wasn't 100% sure. So um, so this eight-month apprenticeship really ended up being a positive thing because I, after I finished that, I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. So um, so at, at that point, uh, shortly after that, I was I was trying to think of uh, some something I could build on my own. So during the apprenticeship, I, 
I was helping these other developers create software for other other companies, but I really wanted to try building something on my own and something that that might generate a little bit of income would be great too. And I was <laughs> trying to think through some problems that I could solve to make life easier for people. And I thought of a problem that I had at the, uh, at the time when I graduated high school, I had to make a transcript and it mm -hmm. was a pain. <laughs> um, oh. yes. So your mom wasn't trying to make your transcript. She was letting you do it. Well, I was sort of working on it with my dad, actually. Oh, right. And um, uh -huh. so we were putting it together in a spreadsheet, and it was just a very manual, error-prone process mm -hmm. to enter all this data in and make sure the GPA calculations were correct. And, and then, you know, right. it was finicky trying to get it to print the right way, and it was just very time-consuming. So that was one of the first ideas that popped into my head as being a problem that I could solve with software and help uh, not only myself, but other people too. So that was kind of the birth of Transcript Maker. And at the time, uh, it, it took me a few months to kind of come up with um, a, a bare bones version that would actually generate a transcript. That was in 2006. And then I, I contacted some other homeschoolers I knew to ask them to, you know, if they wanted to test the software. And I got about 30 people to, to beta test it and uh, the response was very positive. And um, initially it, was, it wasn't it was even called Transcript Maker though. Uh, it was called T-Script, which looking mm -hmm. back, uh, probably not the best name choice on my part. Yeah, uh, I could never figure out why it was called T-Script. Uh, uh, same here. <laughs> I had to call Holly every time I needed to recommend it to someone to ask her to what was to that remember again? what it was. <laughs> Yeah, yep. I think I found you in 2007 when my oldest son was going to graduate from high school. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, so thankful because you're right, that Excel stuff, not for the faint of heart. No. No, not at all. <laughs> I also, I love that story because it's very, it's very homeschool. <laughs> you know, you, you, the idea that you were, you know, solving a problem that you saw that existed and, and, you know, finding a way also to make money off of it and doing all that on your own is, is really right along with what we're trying to get our kids to do. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's really amazing. So did it become a real money-making venture right off or how was the growth of Transcript Maker? How did that go? It was, it was pretty slow at first. Part of the problem was I didn't have a whole lot of time to devote to marketing and trying to spread the word. A lot of, a lot of the business that we got during the first few years was mainly just word of mouth. And uh, I also didn't have a whole lot of time to work on it in terms of adding new features and whatnot. It was mostly just, I was mostly handling the maintenance those in those early years because mm -hmm. uh, the initial, the initial version did pretty much what everybody needed. But over the years, gradually it got more and more complex as, you know, homeschoolers with different needs would contact me and ask, uh, you know, Hey, can it do this? Can it do that? And I would add those features. And as it kept growing, um, you know, the, the income from it grew too. It wasn't anything life-changing, you know, it was initially the first few years, I think it made a few hundred dollars a year and it grew slowly after that up until about 2015 when I really started focusing on it again in a more of a part-time way instead of a completely side project. And, mm -hmm. um, and at that point I, I, um, 
engaged a, a marketing consultant who uh, one of the first things she suggested was changing the name. So that's that's when it became Transcript Maker, okay. uh, much more descriptive of what it actually does. And uh, from there, yeah, it just uh, just grew from there. And uh, that's uh, that's when the, the growth really started to accelerate. That's great. So I think Melody and I both heard about Transcript Maker from Holly back when it was mm-hmm. T-Script um, and started using it for our own children back then. So how did Holly get it? How did you meet Holly? How did y'all get involved in working together? Well, Holly was a user from almost the beginning, right? Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. And um, I think we can, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Holly, I think we communicated back and forth a few times uh, about things you were trying to get done on the transcript. Uh, and at some point you asked about um, like an affiliate program. Yeah, I was we a were... fan girl. <laughs> she sure was. <laughs> she yeah, still is. And, and I thought, well, you know, I'm promoting this. Um, maybe I can get a little, a little bit back for my work. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I think the other thing that happened is that I had emailed you because there wasn't a way to end your subscription in the app like there is now, and I needed to mm-hmm. end my subscription because my last child had graduated. And you sent me a really sweet email back and asked if you could uh, call me and get my feedback on the app because I'd used it for so long. And during the conversation, I just kept telling you how much I loved it. And you eventually offered me, I think the first um, thing you offered me was a chance to do some writing for Transcript Maker. And I jumped at the opportunity. Yeah. And um, And then a little while later, maybe six months later, you asked me, hey, do you think you could handle the support tickets and I was like yeah I'm always up for learning new stuff (laughs) (laughs) and that was uh, I'll tell you that was life-changing for me because uh, by that point we were getting quite a few support tickets uh, just emails from from people every day you know asking how do I do this how do I do that Um, can you look at my transcript and tell me if it looks okay things like that and I was trying to keep up with that myself but it was a real pain and Holly, when you came on board, <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness, it was it was night and day difference. It was like, oh, now I can actually focus on building new features and maintaining this thing instead of uh, answering email. Yeah, that's not a good use of your wonderful talents at all. <laughs> <laughs> but having used it yourself for so many years, you were the perfect person for that, Holly, because you know you were enthusiastic about it, and and it worked so well, and you were able to just turn turn that into helping people. Yeah, I feel like it's, uh, you know, such a mutually wonderful benefit that um, I get to promote this great product and and that I've been able to help Matt and he's been able to help me. It's just, you know, a nice little little round robin, I guess. Yeah, that's great. So Holly was writing for the Transcript Maker blog. Uh, Matt, how did you decide to start a podcast as well? Well, after we started focusing more on marketing in, in 2015 and kind of getting the word out, uh, I, I thought it might be helpful to have a, a podcast to kind of help promote the app. I mean, I listen to a ton of podcasts myself, and I know I've, I've picked up uh, a lot of good information from, from podcasts, as well as, you know, gotten connected with some very interesting companies through the the sponsorships. So so I thought that would be a good idea to kind of have a transcript maker podcast. That was the initial thought at least. So uh, so at first we engaged a, a company to um, to handle that for us and they would come up with some topics and they would provide the host 
and I would be the one talking with the host. And uh, that worked. It worked okay for a few months. Um, what were those initial topics? Were they homeschooling topics, or were they just about transcript maker? Yeah, it was. It was kind of here and there. Uh, there were some homeschool topics. Uh, the focus early on was mainly on private schools, actually, because one thing that's happened over the years as Transcript Maker has grown, we've had a lot of private schools come on board too, because apparently um, there's a there's a need for some sort of app that will do transcripts for private schools. That's not this, you know. There are these huge software systems for schools that handle billing and administration mm-hmm. and all this other stuff in addition to transcripts but a smaller private school needs something a little a little smaller a little less expensive to handle transcripts so we kind of meet that need for them so that's great yeah so while homeschoolers are still our core audience we do uh, have a lot of private schools as well and at the time we were kind of focusing more on private schools for the podcast so there were a lot of topics for school administrators and that kind of thing. And we, we tried to mix in some homeschool content and whatnot, but it really didn't feel, it felt like we were kind of getting pulled in two directions at once. So eventually uh, I decided we need to do this a different way. We need to focus on homeschooling and uh, not just transcripts, but all aspects of homeschooling kind of broadened the, the, the topics for each episode. And, Holly again uh, was uh, was uh, volunteering to to be the host, and I thought that was a great idea because you know she has a lot of homeschool experience and uh, a lot of good stuff to talk about and share. Uh, so we gave it a try, and it's worked out beautifully. Well, that's so nice of you to say. I don't think it would have worked out as well if we hadn't brought Melody and eventually Jennifer on because I did one episode by myself, and I. I told you and I told Nora, you know, I can't talk to nobody. <laughs> uh, that just doesn't work for me. And when I thought of who would be uh, who would be fun and knowledgeable to add, of course, I thought of Melody. She's been a friend of mine for a long, long time, since 1999, I think. And she has a wealth of homeschooling experience. So we started off uh, on that fun ride in 2020. Um, but we didn't become Happy Homeschooler podcast until later that year. Yeah, I think that's correct. Right. Uh, because part of part of the, well, well, the initial name of the podcast was Beyond Transcripts. And again, not a great name. Yeah, not a great name for, um, for what we pivoted towards, which was just, uh, you know, addressing the, the homeschool community. So. Yeah, so we ended up brainstorming some names, and uh, I wasn't, I know Holly, I I forget who came up with Happy Homeschooler, actually. Yeah, I think it was a group effort. I I know that I wanted to, um, I wanted to convey the fact that homeschooling is a happy thing to do, and not like some drudgery, you just took on this horrible new job, you know, (laughs) Um, but that it's, that you can be a happy homeschooler. I mean, uh, Melody mm-hmm. and I and Jennifer have graduated students. We have great relationships with them. We have happy memories. So I, mm-hmm. that's kind of why yeah. I like that name. Um, and I think people do like it. I certainly like it. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> I think it fits. I think it fits really well. And um, I think it's a good direction to go. And it does kind of help you frame the direction that, that the podcast went from 
beyond transcripts because there were some times when people would ask about, they're just starting off with homeschooling, but they still needed to know what was coming down the pike. And it was very reassuring to them Mm -hmm. to know that there was, oh, there's an app for that. They don't have to make these transcripts. Like, yes, don't worry. You're still got a five-year-old. But when you get there, Mr. (laughs) Bass has already figured it out for you. So. The timing for the podcast was was really nice too, because with the with the pandemic, a lot of people were forced to homeschool, and right, and you know, if you've never thought about that or done that before, that could be a daunting prospect, you know. So you need all the information you can get. I think uh, I've looked back over you know the episodes that the topics y'all have discussed over two years, and you've covered so much. So you're right that even if people are coming in from a different viewpoint, if it's just temporary homeschooling or they're brand new or they're you know a veteran and need new ideas, there's you guys have covered so much, and and I think it's a great opportunity for anybody getting involved in homeschooling. Well, Matt, um, how do you? Uh see transcript maker going forward and and how is it changing or how has it changed over the years hmm that's a good question well um it's it's certainly changed in terms of our our focus because initially i was i was only anticipating uh, a user base consisting of homeschoolers and now we're in a position of of uh, having users who are at private schools as well so that kind of keeps things interesting because the the things needed by each of those user groups is is very, is pretty different um, so mm-hmm. I think as transcript maker continues to grow we're going to be introducing some pretty nice new features that will make the process even easier it's pretty easy now adding courses and that kind of thing and there's a fair amount of customization available for layouts uh, yeah. on the templates uh, but we're working on a, a, a new feature that's going to make that even easier and make it a, more of a visual process to build your your layout and allow even greater customization so you can truly you know tune it to, to look exactly the way you want and um, we'll also be improving the user interface going forward to try to make things uh, simpler and easier to use in that way and hopefully we'll just continue uh, attracting people who who want to homeschool through high school and don't really know how to handle the transcript aspect of it and just want somebody else to worry about that. So they can come to us, they can sign up and, uh, and pretty easily have a, a professional looking transcript that they can print out and, and send off to those colleges. Well, I know I've appreciated it. My middle daughter applied to three different Me colleges too. and nobody had a problem with her transcript. So <laughs> it was great then and, and it is getting better all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is gratifying getting feedback. We, we get feedback all the time from people who have used the program successfully and are just very grateful. And um, it's fulfilling to know that that what we're doing is helping other people in that way because because even if, um, I mean, even if the the app wasn't making any money, if we were still uh, helping people, helping make homeschooling easier for people, I I would still feel we were getting something out of it because because I do believe in homeschooling so much, and I, I think it's it's a great choice for so many people, and um, anything that can be done to make that process easier and less scary is is a good thing. 
That's wonderful. And is that um, part of the reason why you decided you wanted to continue the podcast moving forward with a focus more on homeschooling in general, just to give back to the homeschool community? Yes, absolutely. Uh, because they have been our core our core group from the beginning. I mean, that's I, I built the app for homeschoolers and they continue being the majority of our customer base. Uh, so it's, it's truly a, a homeschool product. The private schools use it because because um, it produces a, a decent looking transcript and uh, and it fits it fills one of their needs. Um, but for homeschoolers, you know, at, the transcripts can just be such uh, a sticking point. I mean, it, it it was for us. We went through so much when when I was in high school. We went through so much uh, research and stress just trying to figure this out. Like what what did colleges want to see on a transcript? How do you calculate a GPA? <laughs> How many courses should we list? Because that's that's the other thing. Homeschoolers they they do so much, <laughs> and right. Holly, you know we we regularly fit it all on. exactly. We regularly hear from people who are like, "Well, I, I I'm I'm at like three pages on my transcript. Is that okay?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more more is not necessarily better, but that could be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's really hard to imagine how you could improve it, but it does sound like you're like you've just already thought of things. But I could just tell you, like coming from the old days when I was doing like, you know, cut and paste and the first transcript yes. for the first child, I was like, this does not look that great. And I had to really work <laughs> on it. <laughs> you know, I was like, man, I need transcript maker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, when I found it, I couldn't tell enough people about it because really sometimes I thought, oh my gosh, I might have to put my kid in public school because this transcript thing might be the downfall. <laughs> yeah, it can be scary. So Matt, um, before we let you go, I think it would be really fun for our listeners to get to know you a little bit more. So why don't you tell us, oh, if you have any hobbies, I'll start with that. And then Jen and Melody can ask some questions too. Well, I'm a dad now, so I don't have a lot of time for hobbies. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I was really, really into Legos growing up, and and I kind of fell out of it when I was uh, when I was in my twenties, you know, focusing on college and work and everything. And uh, shortly before I met my now wife, I kind of got back into Legos. I, I had a friend who. Uh, was my roommate for for about six months. He, he was into it as well, and we 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 broke out all my old Lego sets and, and put them together and ordered oh, all the I pieces that that had been lost <laughs> over the years from Bricklink, and um, so that was great. So then, you know, my my wife and I get married. We have a, a dedicated Lego room in the house for the first year or so. Nice, <laughs> I think that's amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And then our our, our first kid comes along, and. We're starting to run out of room. Our second kid comes along, and now we're really running out of room. So we ended up having to put the the Lego room away. We put it in storage, um, and 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 our third kid just just came along. So we have three kids. We have a, a, a he's four and a half. We a boy. We have a two year old girl, and we have a two month old boy. And our oldest Timothy he he's gotten into Legos recently. And he's oh, developed quite great. the collection, and so now we have another another Lego room again. <laughs> Lego room, yes. Come full circle. <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, we we live um, 
just outside Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, my wife and I have been married for, uh, oh man, five <laughs> years now. Five years. A while. Yeah. <laughs> so are you able to work at home or do you get to spend time with the kids a lot? Uh, yeah, I work I work from home. My main source of income is, is doing uh, contract programming for various clients. So yeah, I work I work from home. I, I get to see the kids every day. It's it's always heartbreaking when I have to go upstairs and get to work because they <laughs> they never want me to go. Uh, but but my wife Lizzie does a great job with them, and uh, we look forward to to homeschooling them as they get older. Timothy is already starting to learn to read. He's really picking that up remarkably quickly and, and enjoying it. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how our our uh, our two year old what she, what she ends up being into. It'll probably be something pink and glittery. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Hey, they have pink glittery That's Legos That's right. Now. They do. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. She is rather enamored of Timothy's Legos, but the problem is everything he builds, she wants to take part. So, oh, um, of course. Yeah. Destructo baby. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We had one of those. Yes. All of our Lego sets when they were built were up on high, high shelves keep the little ones from taking them <laughs> apart before they were ready for it to come apart. But it's no fun stepping on Legos. So my kids got pretty good at, you know, picking those things up before dad came home and stepped on them. Oh yeah. That can be quite painful. Mm-hmm. The other painful thing is paying for them. I mean, they're, <laughs> Oh, goodness. oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Every fortunately we find them at those new sets are so expensive. Yeah. Where, fortunately where we find some them? at garage sales. Oh, nice. Oh, good. I yeah. kind of gave up on garage sales for a while, but, you know, my son loves Legos, and I may have to start garage selling again. <laughs> he needs a particular piece. It's like a ball joint and then a clip that goes on it because he's making these Minecraft uh, Lego figures. Mm-hmm. And his mm-hmm. his he's broken the piece now because he's used them so much. I'm like, I don't know how to get those. Oh, you can <laughs> order pieces. Well, I bet Matt well, knows yeah. how. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I'm just not that savvy, and for his birthday, I want to order him, like, a whole bunch of those particular kinds so he can build, I don't know, I'm team bajillion <laughs> of those Lego guys. It can be tricky figuring out what the name of the specific piece is, because you, right. you can order the individual pieces on a site like BrickLink, but you have to figure out what is named in their catalog, mm-hmm. or or you just have to scan through, you know, hundreds and hundreds of photos, because there are so many different pieces. <laughs> Well, we have gotten um, a microscope that we have and looked on the pieces for the number. I hope that's going to be helpful at some point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. pieces have numbers on them? They do. Oh, my God. Some of them do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. There you go. My contribution there to the go. world today. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, thank you so much for joining us today and giving everybody a peek at who the creator of Transcript Maker and the producer of this podcast is. It's been so much fun. Yeah, well, thank you. It's been it's been fun chatting with y'all. And Holly, thank you for uh, for two years on the podcast. Jennifer, thank you. Melody, thank you. It's uh, it's really turned into it's exceeded my wildest expectations. Let's just say that. And I I enjoy listening myself, which I never thought would happen. uh, (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much for making it all possible absolutely 
We want to thank Matt again for joining us today and giving us a peek behind the curtain. Don't forget that you can save 20% off your Transcript Maker subscription by using our exclusive coupon code HAPPY. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps. Go to www.transcriptmaker.com today. So, Melody and Holly, you guys have been doing this since the beginning for two years now. How do you think the podcast itself has changed during that time? That's a good question. Um, How we make it has changed a bit. Um, Melody, do you remember when we first got started? Mm -hmm. In the beginning, I would drive over to Holly's house and we would sit in the room and turn off the air conditioner. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Because it would make noise and record together in the same space. So that was nice. We got to see Uh each other. Right. Well, when did that change? I think it changed with the pandemic. It did. Okay. Yeah. So then we, I started learning more technology. (laughs) You know, switched to doing things remotely, which was very fascinating just to see how the process of uh, recording and, Uh you know, that whole world that I know nothing about, stitching all that together. And it sounds great when it comes out the other end. But um, that was a big change when the pandemic hit, and uh, I stopped driving over there. But it did make it, um, like, that saved time on my end, because that was quite a drive. And yeah. mm-hmm. then we could, yeah. I felt like we could spend more time on the actual recording or even figuring out uh, what the topics were that people needed to hear about. And, of course, when the pandemic started, so many people were starting to figure out how to navigate this on their own. Uh, they were not mm-hmm. liking the way that the education system was doing things. They were looking for other ways to educate their children and landing on homeschool. It was nice that we were there to say, oh, hey, here's some things that have worked for us. Yeah. Yeah, we, we made sure we, we got good microphones. I mean, all the stuff, you know, right. good headphones. And it's amazing what you can do from the comfort of your own home with good equipment. And, uh, you know, while I'm sad that Melody doesn't come over and hang out with me yeah, <laughs> when we do the podcast, <laughs> uh, she's moved even farther away. Boo-hoo. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it is way more efficient. And we're all busy folks. So, um, and Jennifer, you joined us from well, New Mexico, I, didn't you? I was going to say, I would, yes, I would. I love that you found this way to do it because I, you know, wouldn't be able, I do live considerably further away oh goodness i wouldn't have been able to participate you know if if it was an in-person thing right so this is perfect that you guys evolved into this yeah plus we can't get you to stay in texas so (laughs) that's true and i've been able to do it on the road and it works fine yeah (laughs) what is it what has it been like for you getting used to using all these you know the the sound recording and making sure you have your setup and all. What's it been like for you, Jen? Well, it's actually, it's been real simple. I, I haven't done anything like this before, uh, but you guys, Nora was great at walking me through how to set it up and it's been really pretty simple to do. So I enjoy it. I, I like learning how to use new little tech kind of things too. Yeah. Not only do we have homeschoolers and teach them, but we are homeschoolers, aren't we? That's right. Always learning. Yeah. (laughs) You know, over the past two years, a lot has happened, just like in anybody's life. Um, Melody, what kind of things have surprised you about the podcast over the last two years? Well, one thing might be that we have so much to talk about. (laughs) 
<laughs> because, <laughs> I, you know, for years and years I taught sweeping the way classes, and that was like, you know, once a month or uh, a school year, nine months, and people were kind of off and running, and I was like, oh, are we going to run out of things to talk about? But no, there are so many aspects of homeschooling that we've been able to yeah. talk about, and I... I love that, you know, you know about things that I haven't heard about and Jennifer knows about things that I've never heard about and I'm I'm still learning. And so uh, it's nice that yeah, there's coming too. from so many different viewpoints, we can bring different things from our circle of friends or things that we see online. It's just been fun to see how uh, there are so many ways to use technology to help people learn new things. I mean, your your kids might yeah. be using it for their lessons, or you might be connecting with other moms. Like we were, I've taken some classes with Zoom before, and I'm kind of familiar with how that could work. But just to see it put out there so that anybody can get access to things whenever has been pretty, pretty surprising. I don't know why I was surprised by that. I just wasn't a podcast girl before, and now I am. Oh, <laughs> It's like, oh, that's there's a cool. bunch of podcasts out there, and I learn all kinds of things, and that's been Yeah, fun. they used to say there's an app for that. There's a podcast for that, too. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that was surprising to me. And then it's been fun to, you know, connect with people. The listenership grows steadily, and it, it's exciting to know that there's some people out there who are finding what we're doing helpful or useful and worth their time. Yeah, one of the things that has surprised me is when I look at the podcast statistics um, to see what episodes people really resonated with. Um, uh-huh. And um, and sometimes, you know, there'll be all of a sudden a flurry of uh, listeners because uh, we can see it, you know, like based week by week and often right. often wonder, well, what happened? But sometimes it's because Jennifer's been posting about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she she's brought us a wonderful new audience. I'm trying. I like to share it with more people because you know they need they need help sometimes. So the more people we can get it out to, the better. Yeah. What about you, Jen? Well, so I've only been with you guys for six months now. You know, as a co-host, and I actually one of the biggest surprises to me is that I learned that I should have been listening to your podcast <laughs> before. That I. You know, it's not that I thought I knew everything. I just thought I didn't really need any more homeschooling advice, you know, at this point. But now that we've been doing this, I've learned so many new things from both of you that I didn't know while I was homeschooling my kids. So I actually really encourage veteran homeschoolers to go ahead and take a listen and, you know, go find the topics that you're interested in through our podcast episodes. But it's really beneficial to veterans to get information from all of our different perspectives as well. You know, I have to say as a longtime homeschooler, I do sometimes get that jaded attitude where like I'll see a homeschool conference or something and I'll think, eh, yeah. eh, I yeah. already know that. But you know, that's, <laughs> I really need to check myself because yeah, there are always things we don't know. Yeah. And we, and it, it's important to be open to learning new things. Like one of the things Absolutely. I learned from you is how often we're all unschoolers. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true <laughs> well we're awfully young at only two years old so we've got a lot uh to bring to the table in the future mm -hmm. how do y'all see the podcast changing or growing 
as we go on. Well, I know we just had a, a planning meeting to talk about, you know, topics we want to cover over the next few months. And one of the things we're doing is adding a few more special guest episodes. And I'm really excited about that. So I think as time goes on that we'll have more opportunity maybe to to interview people who have written books that we've enjoyed in our homeschooling or made resources available to us that we've used and find out more about the people that created those things that that have been beneficial to us as homeschoolers. So I'm super excited about being able to talk to more people outside of our, our circle of knowledge. Well, like we did today, it's, it was so fascinating to learn more about Matt's history with transcript makers. Like I love knowing the people part of the story and um, that was mm-hmm. just fascinating to me. I'm really looking forward to hearing from some of the other guests that we have planned. Yeah, I'm excited about how many people we're reaching. And I'm looking forward to being able to reach more people. I I know a lot of people started homeschooling because of the pandemic, and they've hung in there. And I'm still seeing people every single day on my various homeschool Facebook groups that are new to homeschooling. And it's just going to keep growing. So I'm really excited Mm -hmm. uh, for the opportunity to continue to help people um, and give them the information that we all worked so hard to get. (laughs) Here at the end of the podcast, we're opening our mailbag to answer a question from one of our listeners. Sarah N. writes in to ask, my little just turned two, but I have goals to homeschool him. So I'm just here to know what to do in the future. Oh, I know we have advice for Sarah, don't we? (laughs) Yes, we do. And I do love when someone already knows when someone is so little that they want to homeschool and it's the perfect time to just, you know, start collecting or just being aware of the things that they're doing every day. You're already teaching and training and start reading aloud. And it's nice to be able to start thinking about, you know, birthday gifts can be things that matter. And if the grandparents want to know Mm -hmm. what do we, what do you need? You can ask for things that'll help them with learning, but, Obviously, we're not going to say that it's time to jump into academic learning at age two. Oh, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely recommend going ahead and listening to our episode that we did on uh, homeschooling preschoolers. Uh, where we talked a lot about this topic, but for sure, you don't need to be jumping into anything structured or academic based right now. And, you know, just enjoy your time, uh, get outside a lot, play a lot, expose, you know, one of the things I would suggest is getting involved in, uh, like, uh, homeschool, uh, park days and things like that, because you'll meet other families, that are homeschooling and some will have littles as well. And it's a great way to start a community when your child's young. That's good advice. And it's also really smart not to get involved with anything formal because little people fall asleep at weird times of the day. And if you can't fulfill a commitment, that's very stressful. Um, And having a little Mm -hmm. two-year-old should be a delightful experience. I, I would also say that it's really important, like you both said, to get outside and and let them use their big muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't yeah. often realize that all those big muscle movements play into reading readiness down the road. And mm-hmm. so that's really important. And the other thing I would stress to people is, you know, like people are always worried about, oh, you know, should I get my kid an, uh, an iPad and get them on the tablet? I'm like, no, teach them to behave. <laughs> well, that's what you I know? was going to say. This is teaching and, and, and yeah. training. To do things time. for themselves, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So have them be helpful. You know, teach them 
that they're yes. a really important member of the family and and help them be involved in, you know, putting the laundry in the washer and getting the silverware and putting it away or helping to set the table. Once you get all those things down and they're already useful, um, you know, little members of the family, when you start to get ready to do your homeschooling in the future, you've got somebody on board already. They see you as a person who's, you know, a leader and, and you're making work kind of things fun. It's much easier yeah. than if you just let them be kind of wild little people. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, we got to do some stuff. Two-year-olds love having responsibility. They do. That, that age group loves to have a job to do. And you're right that if you go ahead and give them responsibility and it's okay if they make a mess, they don't do it exactly the way you want it done or things like that. Just start letting them have some ownership over doing things around the house, like you said, and helping out in the family. And that, that builds on itself mm-hmm. for sure. It does. And yeah, I have it definitely come across uh, young moms over the years who perhaps didn't grow up with any younger siblings or they haven't been around families with small children. And they're a little bit shocked and amazed at how much time the two-year-old needs as far as you've got to keep your little eyes on that little person. And so mm-hmm. it's like, yes, it's a retraining of it can be exhausting. Yeah, it, it can be. It's like, okay, this is the time, like, for this season, you put your phone down. It's like you're looking at your little one, and you don't want them to be staring at a screen because their eyes are still developing. It's like, just do things together. Go out, like you said, mm-hmm. go outside, do your chores, read books together, short books, because their attention span is short. But just all the little things. Right. and that people have almost forgotten how to just sit down on the floor and play with blocks with your little one or play pretend or Mm -hmm. mix up bubbles and blow them outside and just enjoy being outside with them or just sit down and play, you know, tea party or whatever. And I think that we've forgotten about the value of all those kind of little activities. Those are important things to do. I, uh, I like that she asked about what to do in the future because I don't think she's, you know, really asking that she wants to start homeschooling right now. Uh, But as far as what to do in the future, I would say not not to get married to any one idea or another. Don't start picking out curriculums now or anything like that. You need to take time to, you know, watch your child as he grows and, um, you know, see what their interests are and wh- how they learn best. And those are things you can start picking up on when they're young just by watching them and playing with them and being with them. Uh, but I, I would definitely recommend against sitting down and planning out how you're going to do academic schooling at this stage because it's not it, – you, things will change. Your mind will change. Products will mm-hmm. change. You know, your child will change. So I would wait until – you feel like your child's ready to start doing academic learning before you start investing in any kind of curriculum or program. That's very good advice. And I would add to that, that, you know, you shouldn't really expect to begin anything formal before your child's six years old, unless you're in a state that requires a five-year-old to be enrolled in school. But really, most children are not ready for formal education before the age of six. Yeah. And not just are they not ready. They don't they don't need mm-hmm. it. Exactly. It's not necessary. Yeah. Well, good luck to you, Sarah. Thank you for listening and writing in. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. If you'd like us to respond to your question on an episode of the Happy Homeschooler podcast, you can email us at happyhomeschoolpod at gmail.com. Or send us a message on our Instagram at instagram.com slash happyhomeschoolpod. 
And you can reach us on Facebook by following our page and joining our group at facebook.com slash happy homeschool pod. I'm Holly. I'm Melody. I'm Jennifer. Happy homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Holly Williams-Zerbach. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-hosts are Melody Gillum and Jennifer Jones. This podcast was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway, and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find more of her work on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, tell people about us. Yeah, I think we... Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jen.